Welcome to How Now, the podcast where we talk about how to live in the now. And here's your host, Kim Martin Raymond. Peace and blessings, and welcome to another edition of the How Now podcast, where we talk about how to live in the now. I am your host, Kim Martin-Raymond. I am a minister, spiritual life coach, author, and founder of Redefining You, LLC, where I help my clients to realign themselves, mind, body, and spirit. So we are back, and tonight we are talking about the keys to unlocking success for our youth. We know that you know, this is a season where, where we're hearing a lot of buzzwords. We're hearing a lot about mentoring. We're hearing a lot about, about uh, coaching. We're hearing a lot about tutoring. We're hearing a lot of things that we're doing for our adults, but we know that our children are just as important. They're, they're keys to success. They're, their mental health and well-being is something that is crucial and critical during this time, especially during this time of pandemic, because we're not out of the woods. We know we're going into the holidays. We know that the children have started back to school and they'll be coming up on a break. And we just wanna make sure that our children are in a great headspace. And so I have a wonderful guest here with me who's gonna talk a little bit about unlocking those keys to success. And as is customary with the How Now podcast, I'm gonna ask him to introduce himself at this time. Wow, thank you so much. Um, let me first say thank you. Um, this is my first time being a guest on a podcast. So are you, I'm making history. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so, um, it started with me. <laughs> yes, it started right here for me. So a great big thank you to you for giving me this opportunity. Uh, my name is Ikanoa Jones. Yes, I know it's a very uncommon first name. Uh, with a very common last name, um, but um, I'm married to my wife, my, high, my I'm saying high school, my college sweetheart, Kimberly. Uh, we attended Albany State University, the unspeakable Albany State University in Albany, Georgia, and uh, we have three kids. Um, I guess I shouldn't call them kids now because my last child just graduated high school oh. in 2020, last, last um, year. Uh, the start of the pandemic. So, um, but they still call me my uh, daddy, still call mom, mommy. <laughs> so even though they're 21, 20 and, and, and um, um, 18. So um, yeah, again, you know, with such an uncommon name, I grew up, as you can imagine, I've, I've heard it all. I mean, the kids, they were, they were tough. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, they were, they were tough. So um, I had to learn how to hold my head up. Um, for lack of better words. Um, but I, I would like to say this because it is um, a, a, a moment of affirmation for me. All my life, people have, have been asking me, um, what does my name mean? And I've been unable to, to say I didn't know. Mm -hmm. And um, it's been a great conversation starter. I mean, I, was abs I absolutely hated my name <laughs> early, early because of the, you know, what I went through. But um, over time, I learned to, to to appreciate it because, um, again, it was, it's been a great conversation starter. And um, I guess I can say it made me quite popular because people have to take time to learn how to pronounce it. And by the time they mess it up 10 times, it, it locks in. And so to this day, I'm constantly running into people who are saying, hey, Ikanoa. And I'm like, who are you? Right. <laughs> but I'm having to play it off. Right. But they, once they learn my name, it just, so, um, my dad named me, um, he got my name from Noah, Noah's Ark in the Bible, yes. and um, he dropped the H, and he kept the N-O-A, and he took, now I don't know the mindset behind this, but okay. he, his name is Clarence, and he took the last two letters of his name, which is E-C, okay. and he added an A and came up with Ekanoa, and it wasn't until this last year, now my dad is a talker, I mean literally, Two hours on the phone, I might get <laughs> two words in, literally. And he's a talker, but up until this time in my life, he's never told me the meaning of my name until last year. And it was such a moment of affirmation because he said my name means builder and that I'm a builder. 
And it was such a moment of affirmation because I, I've noticed that that's, that's what I've been doing throughout my whole life. Look at that. Um, and I, I didn't know how to put it together. So it, was, it came full circle for me. And so now it's sort of just the wind behind my sail to give me that push to say, now I have understanding. And now I can respond when people say, what does Ikanoa mean? So I just wanted to say that for our listening audience. Absolutely, absolutely. And I mean, and that's something that's critical. You know, yeah. Uh, when I started this show back in December of last year and, and I thought to have people to introduce themselves, it was just for that reason, to be able to affirm who they are and how they present themselves to the world. And so now you have an opportunity to let people know that that's what your name means. Your name means builder. And, and, and in building, you're building foundations. And so I love that because really you're known also as the mindset mentor. Yes. And so, you know, that's exciting because when you're talking about building foundations, you're talking about helping people to, to, you know, determine where their space is in life. That is, mm-hmm. that is, that is a building that is foundational. And that is what you do. You're not Bob right. the builder. You're <laughs> you Noah. that's beautiful it's beautiful to be able to to affirm that and to have this space to be able to let people know that that's who you are and that's what your name means so that's awesome I'm excited about that so again we're so happy that you're here with us and again we're going to be talking about the keys to unlocking success for children so first tell me a little bit about your business and how things were going prior to the pandemic? Well, prior to the pandemic, um, I was running my piano percussion uh, instructional program. Um, I was a vendor um, for quite a few schools within the private and public school sector. And so um, it was moving moving smooth sailing for me. And um, long story short, I started out years ago, and I won't name the, the location, but it was a Walmart. And I went to the parking lot. And this one, uh, maybe, um, I don't know, 16 years ago, maybe. Um, and I passed out over 500 flyers. Wow. Absolutely no one called me back. <laughs> um, you know, because I went to school for a business. Uh-huh. Um, but music was my gift. So I, I, I didn't, I wanted to, to somehow merged the two together to see what, you know, how things unfolded. So um, again, I passed out over 500 flyers and no one emailed me, no one called me back. So that was like, hmm, is this really what I, right, you know, right. not one, not one person, <laughs> but um, long story short, um, I was able to, I was given access to up to 80 schools from um, two Metro Atlanta district school districts. Now I was, I only, um, solidified 16 contracts, but that was, <laughs> hey, you know. Started at zero. Started <laughs> at zero. Right. So uh, that opened up doors for me. It, it gave me my freedom because I was able to hire subcontractors and, um, and and that's when I started writing. So I've written six self-help books nice. and I started my success. You can see T um, apparel also during that time. So that's, life was before the pandemic all right awesome yes. i mean and that's and that's beautiful you know you said uh you know uh, i i too have a degree in business and have been in education for oh my goodness going on 20 years and so yeah it's interesting how how you start one way and then somehow there's a pivot that takes place right. and that's exactly i'm sure what happened when we talk about this pandemic too, we start yeah. out in one, in one mindset and start out going in one direction. And then it's just like, Hmm, let me go here. And then something happens. And then all of a sudden there's this pivot. So here it was, you had these contracts, you had things going with your music, uh, you, you, or, you know, had, you know, people who you were, uh, working with and, and, uh, you know, like you said, things were flourishing, you know, you were, you were finding your, your, your groove, you know, you're finding that, yeah, that passion. And, and that's a difficult thing to do sometimes, because just like you said, you know, sometimes our, our, uh, you know, degree tends to determine what we do, but, you know, when you have a degree in business, it leaves the door open because, you know, 
I had a general business degree. And so I was like, okay, it's not really accounting and it's not really HR and it's not really, so I was like, okay, what what am I doing with this? What am I doing with this? So like you said, you did your contracts, things were going well, and then 2020. (laughs) 2020. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And what happened there? Well, I'm, um, I'm a futuristic thinker. So I'm, um, I, I believe I'm naturally that way, but I think living life as an entrepreneur, it really developed that in me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, trading hours for dollars on one end um, mm-hmm. and to, to making income while you're at home, you know, watching the movie, that's, you know. Right, right. <laughs> <that's>, um, <laughs> um, and so that was, um, being a futuristic thinker, I, um, I would like to say that I was somewhat prepared okay. in a sense, not for the pandemic, but pe- prepared for challenges and changes and, you know, um, things that you're not, you don't foresee coming. So um, um, again, as many people would say that the pandemic was a, um, uh, a springboard for me, it pushed, it thrust me out there because to be honest with you, maybe four to five years before the pandemic, I felt an in, inward, an inner gravitational pulling, tugging on me to jump. And as an entrepreneur, I've done it every time, you know, but I, that fear and faith, it's a real thing. Yes, it you is. Know, so I have faith here, but then I got family bills and all of these things over here, but I feel something calling me and pulling me, but this is comfortable. Yes. And this is convenient and this is flowing but this is uncertain, right. <laughs> you know, seemingly. Right. And right. so I'm battling that in each year. Um, you know, I just felt that pulling and I heard God saying, you know, I'm with you go. And I was, I, I said, not this time. I'll go right back to the schools. <laughs> <laughs> the next good. year, same thing. I said, well, I'm not ready. I, yeah, I'm ready, but I'm not ready. But the pandem- pandemic came and I had no choice. Right. School right. stopped and my money stopped, <laughs> you know? And just, um, and so, it, 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 become, it becomes a matter of, uh-oh, you know, yeah, I was going to do this. You know, and it's interesting because you said it was a springboard for you. And for some people, they felt like the springboard was snatched out from under them and they just hit the ground. <laughs> so it was like, right. wait a minute, you know? So just like you said, that there's that there's that pulling. And, and I think sometimes what happens is, you know, if we're not obedient to the call, you know, he's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to stand over here and wait, see what you're going to do. Right. Okay. And, and, and if you don't do, you know, eventually I'm going to keep nudging you to the edge of that cliff. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, and eventually, you know, it's almost like the pandemic came and it was kind of like a elbow bump. <laughs> right. <laughs> you, right. And now, like you said, you had no, no choice. And so, yeah. You know what? Yeah. You, you know what? I sometimes think if I would have obeyed the first time, the second, the third, where would I have been going into the pandemic? Right. Because the pandemic, I mean, I went from here to, <laughs> I mean, it, it hit me, right. you know, and though I'm a futuristic thinker and I'm thinking ahead, you know, and I'm, I'm that's natural within me, but what would, where would I have been right. if I would have, um, but through it all, God is good. You know, it's gracious. Yes, he you know? is. Yes, so, he is. Because just like you said, who would have ever imagined that right. schools would close? Schools have been around our whole life since the beginning. Of time. Right. <laughs> schools have been there. So he's like, what do you mean? You would have never thought restaurants would have ever closed because people are always going to eat. You would have never thought that schools are going to close because children are always going to be educated. They're never going to close a school for everybody at the same time around the whole world. Hello, it happened, happened. (laughs) but it happened. And so what we thought was sure footing, just like you said, you know, you, you went from uncertain and you stayed with certain and then the certain became uncertain. So now it's like, oh, who could have imagined? I, I don't think anybody, yeah, I don't know if anybody in, in right. <laughs> all those people who foresee things could have seen this coming. Right, exactly. But, but here we were, yeah. <laughs> 2020 came in, here we are. And so now you have to make a move. Right. So what'd you do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, um, 
I had worked so hard up until that time, I didn't realize how much content, how much I had worked until I had nothing but time on my hand. And I'm looking like, wow, I created that. I did that. I, <laughs> it was, I couldn't believe it. And I, I was the one who created all of these things. So I said, wow, it's, it's time for me to give shape form to, to this and give structure to it. And um, because I had already been, you know, during that time as a uh, vendor, um, people would ask me what I mentor their child or their cousin or family member. And I would look at them like, I'm not a, but that's what they saw into me. I've even had people say, are you preaching yet? I said, yes. <laughs> what do you mean yet? <laughs> you know, um, because I'm a musician and oftentimes, you know, just that's kind of, you know, you've seen that. Um, but I, I say yes, and I would see, I would hear people, people would say those things. And this sometimes people that I've only known for a short time, right. but they would often ask me to mentor their family member or friend or something. And I was just wondering what did they see. Wow. And I would go places and I would be honored unexpectedly. And someone would say, well, I want to appreciate this person to say this. And I'm sitting there not even looking for it, probably not paying attention. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then I hear my name. Where's this coming from? And that happens, that happened quite a few times. And I think those were the signposts, those directors, those nudges um, that was um, driving me to my purpose. Because during those years, I was in my gifts. You know, I can do music in my sleep, you know, but it, it, it drove me to purpose, you know, and I think that's where I am now in the, during this pandemic, I'm, I'm more so operating in purpose and not just simply my gifts. Because, you know, the gifts are given without repentance. You know, they're there. They're just, you have them, you know, regardless of how you choose to use them, right. <laughs> you know. But um, it, it's just something I, I can do. I, I can play the piano. I can, you know, it's, it's I've always had made a living doing that. So, um, but this is more so of a season of purpose for me. Absolutely. I mean, and, 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 and you make a, a wonderful point because just like you said, well, and, and I think a lot of it comes with humility because, mm-hmm. Just like you said, you don't expect, you know, the, the recognition. You weren't looking for it, and so I guess you know, and and that's that's the beautiful part, that when when we have gifts and and you know people acknowledge them and also we're like, huh, what? I'm doing this. I didn't know that that I was even capable. That you know, right? This just comes naturally for me. So, you know, I don't think about it as anything. You know, that's a big deal. So just like you said, you weren't looking for the recognition, you know, and, and, and that's the beautiful part because people see it in you. They see, they see those additional things in you and, and we don't even notice them because they come naturally and, and they're, and they're so organic for us. Right. That, that we don't, it's not a second thought. And then when somebody brings it to your attention, I was like, yeah, that's like, what? (laughs) Really? You know? Yes, because because you don't it's not anything it's effortless. And that's the beautiful part about it. Right. It's those things that are innate in us that are effortless that we're just like, oh, OK, no. Oh, you can make money off of that. Or, or you can <laughs> do something. You can do something with that. Right. Right. Questions. But just right. like you said, then then it becomes purposeful. It does. Because then you start saying, oh, OK, wait a minute now. How, how can how can I go about helping people and 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 how can I go about you know taking this gift and this talent that that comes so naturally to me and and transitioning into something that's more purposeful and more meaningful for those who are around me that can glean from that so right right that's awesome it's awesome to get to that space so so you get there and you say okay um um you know I've operated in my gifts I've been doing this for a while and now there's an opportunity to stretch a little bit more beyond where I was. Right. What did that look like for you? Well, um, as I stated, I looked at um, all that I had accomplished and created, and I wanted to give, um, create a, a business or extend my business, not create, but more so extend. Um, because even as a piano teacher or percussion instructor, um, I would have a theme for each year and it would either be, if I can think it, I can play it. Yeah. If I can think it, I can see it, sing it. You know, it was always, if I can think it, what I understand in my mind comes out through my fingers. So that was my approach as a teacher. 
um, to teach students how to think, not necessarily how to play an instrument. So um, I took that and I, um, and, and all of the experience that I gained from transitioning from school to school, it had very little to do with music. Again, that was just second nature for me. But understanding the difference in culture, um, understanding the adaptation, the difference in leadership, the difference in having favor, mm-hmm. the difference in being tolerated versus cele- celebrated, <laughs> you ah, know, all, like all those that. differences in um, people skills. I mean, it was just so much that I was learning the environments, um, learning to go in as an environment, knowing when to be furniture, knowing when to work the room. You know, there's some rooms you go in and you, you just need to <laughs> zip it, you know? That's right. Observe, and there are others that you can sort of socialize and work the room. Just learning all of that. And I, I was taught at an early age to, to go into in every environment as a student. And so looking at the setting, the scenery, the environment, um, looking at the climate, the tone, the atmosphere, um, the conversations, all of those things. I was, though I was going in as a music teacher, I'm sure most didn't, people didn't know that my brain was just really <laughs> absorbing, you know? So once the pandemic hit, now I'm, I'm, I said, let me take this and I'm going to turn my books into modules and create membership. Um, looking back early on, I wanted, I needed membership, member, excuse me, mentorship. Now I had, um, I had a support system. You know, I had people who would give me little nuggets of wisdom and, you know, here and there. But um, I needed someone to hold my hand, you know, and I, I just needed and I didn't have that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have a heart. I do have a heart for being an ongoing support for for individuals, not just, you know, I'm here for a moment, say something and I'm, and I'm gone. Just that relationship. I do have. a. So I started my membership courses. So that is on a month to month basis, on a week to week basis. Now students will, um, or individuals, you know, enrolled will um, work at their own pace, of course, but it's an ongoing relationship that I have with them on a month to month basis. And it's based off of all that I've, I've, you know, things that I've talked about in terms of those those experiences. Okay. So most of them come from from, uh, being, students of yours initially and then it kind of developed from there most of them were people who you who you had started to establish a relationship with well that's that's how it started yes yeah i had a small group of those that i i've sort of started with Mm -hmm. and it sort of kind of just grew from there that i've that i've known in the past yes Awesome. Awesome. And so, you know, and, and I think that's a beautiful thing too, to just talk about the progression of how things just slowly began to manifest mm-hmm. for you, you know, because everything, you know, things stem from relationships. They stem from, from our ability to connect with people. And you were able to connect with people through, through music. You were able to connect through them with them through mindset. And, and I think that that's wonderful. I think that, you know, something that you said that that's, you know, still resonating with me is when you talk about, you know, being furniture and knowing when, when, knowing when to be furniture and when to work the room. I love that. I love that because that's exactly what we need to do. Sometimes, you know, as we're growing, as we're, we're seeking to do things differently, sometimes we do have to do that. We have to go into different spaces but we have to go in again with that mindset of looking around and saying, okay, let me observe and see where I'm at so that I can position myself to where I'm going. Or sometimes you have to be quiet and still sometimes that you know what questions to ask. Right. You know, you said you knew you needed help. You know, you, you knew that there was something that you wanted to do different, but you knew that it required the help of others in order for you to be able to, to make that move. Right, exactly. So that that's something I think that's key. So like you said, you you got into the, the mentorship, you got into to, uh, you know, being able to develop those relationships over time. And I think that that's a beautiful thing too, because you want people to, to not feel abandoned. You, you it's, it's, it appears to me that you met them where they were, and just continue to walk with them in the process. 
Right. And then I'm sure you had to have people to walk with you in the process as well. You had to have, I'm sure you had the support of your wife and, and your, and your family, you know, yes. but your business is, it, it's, it's a different animal and you have to kind of, <laughs> kind of start working your way through. So, yeah. so in, in starting to develop your business past the pandemic, what were some of the what were some of the things that people were coming to you with? What were some of the questions or what were some of the things that you were seeing, you know, more often than not as a request from people when they were asking for mentorship? Well, here's the thing. People are inquisitive, inquisitive, excuse me. They are inquisitive. But when it comes to implementing, <laughs> When it comes to putting it into action, right. you know, you have some, some people have an appetite and others have a, a hunger. Mm. There's a difference. And um, I, I think I have to, for me, I had to learn to discern the difference because you don't want to, you know, for, I have to work with people who are hungry, mm-hmm. you know, um, not just have an appetite and they're here today and they're, they're gone once they get, get the answer or get whatever they wanted from you. And then they're off to the next. But um, I believe in relationships. But I think that's that was the biggest thing. Um, I my my biggest takeaway. Yeah. From from people. Yeah. 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 And so they were coming to you and just saying, I mean, were they asking for career advice? Well, we were talking about the youth. So were they asking for more? direction in in trying to figure out what their purpose was or were they you know what were the kind of things that they were seeking well most of them didn't know most of them don't they don't know and so they're just kind of stuck in limbo you know sort of just in the that's what i've i've noticed um or they're just sort of following the model and or emotionally driven i just want to do this because or a youtube sensation because this person is on YouTube and all, all of these subscribers or or I want to want to make beats for the rappers. You know, these things that we see that <laughs> yes, because that's all they see. <laughs> that's all they see. And and I say wow it's interesting. It lets me know that so many of us were not taught to discover. We were taught to decide. Mm. You know, and that's a big difference. And or we were dis- we discovered as a child, but as we get older, we stop discovering because we feel that, hey, I'm here now or I'm working or I have a family and I'm just I'm here. So I don't no longer need to to continue discovering. So I think to answer your question, most don't know. They don't know. Yeah. Just sort of in limbo. But they come because they know they need something. They're just they like need I, something. They need something right. and they just they just don't know what it is. They just. I guess it's, it's almost like most adults too. We get stuck mm-hmm. after a while. We get stuck. We, we, you know, like you said, we make the decision to take care of our families and to stay in this job or stay in this career because we know that we need to sustain what we have. And, right. and we miss that discovery phase, just like you said. And that's so critical in knowing mm-hmm. that that in that discovery phase, we have choices. Right. And, and we're so limited by the choices because we're so limited by what we see. Just like you said, social media says, be a sensation, do a beat, you know, do, right. do something crazy so that you get attention. But right. that's not the long term. Right. That's not going to be sustainable over time. You know, you, you, right. you have your 15 minutes of fame. Yes, some go longer than that. But eventually someone else comes along and does something just as beatful or just as incredible. And, right. and, and then and then your tomorrow's story. So right. I love that, 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 it, that you're teaching them to get beyond the point of just making a decision to do this or that, but to discover that there are so many other opportunities to do other things that are going to sustain them long-term, right? Right, right, right. I love that. And so tell me a little bit more about your program that you're doing for your youth. Well, for the, again, in regards to the memberships, the mentoring memberships, I do have three um, memberships. Um, The first one is Aim High, 
miss high where i've broken the, the um two words aim high down into an acronym where there are seven principles um uh articulate um investigate motivate um hibernate innovate gravitate and helpmate those are the nice. seven uh principles for the um, aim high miss high uh mentoring and then I have the success built on the principles of what not to do. Here's what I understand about success or becoming successful. We have to first become successful inside or within before we can um, see it manifest outwardly or ex externally. And I found that oftentimes we don't know what to do. You're not going to know what to do, but it's important to know what not to do. One bad choice can be life altering. One bad decision and I think it's okay, we can accept the fact that, hey, I don't know what to do. Because we've all, if we're honest, we've all been there. That's right. But it can become dangerous because in those moments of not knowing what to do, you, can, you, you may become um, vulnerable um, to things because there's a void and you know there's something missing. And so the first thing that comes that's a little bit enticing or you, know, you jump to it and right. <laughs> you know, right. so that membership talks about those principles of what not to do in the moments when you don't know what to do. Um, it talks about knowing what not to do when you don't know what to do. I think I said that correctly. Yeah, and the last membership is the, our, our sticks and stones. Uh, our sticks and stones may break your bones, but words will. Something you are saying is determining what you are experiencing. That's been the absolute story of my life. I believe we have the power to speak our future and to existence now easier easier said than done yes um but it's more so um speaks to that um that principle that goal absolutely oh my goodness i absolutely absolutely love that i love that aim high i love that what not to do because sometimes you're looking for what to do but the answer is in what not to do yes <laughs> i mean that makes perfect sense uh you know you think about you know, you, you know, that it's not good to put your hand on that stove because it burns you. Right. <laughs> so, so at least, you know, the next time, you know, you're not going to stick your hand up there. Right. So you know what not to do. You, you may know not, not know do. what to do. You know, yeah, you know, you may feel enticed. Oh, you know, that the fire looks so pretty. It's, so, it's such a beautiful color. It looks so nice. But you know not to stick your hand up there. Right, <laughs> because you know if you do, it's gonna hurt. It's gonna burn. It's gonna leave right. a mark. So you right. know those things, and so yeah, sometimes it is. It's a matter of looking at it in reverse and being able to say, okay, I know what not to do. Just like when you think about toxic relationships and things like that, you know what you don't want. You right. may not know what you want in a relationship, but you know you don't want this person. You know what things are deal breakers. Right. So exactly. that makes sense. That makes sense what you're saying when you're talking about doing that. You may not know what to do, but you know what not to do. Right. And that I mean, and uh, hey, that that those are words to live by. And those are things that children definitely need to know or they yes. need to make that assessment and say, OK, I know to say no to this. I may mm -hmm. not have all of the answers why, but at least I know no, this is a deal breaker. No, this is something that that's not going to be for my good. Right. So, right. so that, that's an excellent program in, in, yeah. in being able to do that. I love that you have those seven principles and that you break those down, aim high, you know, yeah. and if you want to know more about it, we're going to let you know at the end of the show, because <laughs> then you can find out from him. You know, we're not going to repeat it. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're going to have to listen to it in the replay, but... <laughs> <laughs> we definitely, you know, I love that you have those seven principles because it's important that that our children know what not to do. And right. then we can start working on those other things. And then, of course, those sticks and stones. We've all heard that before. Mm -hmm. You know, sticks and stones may break my bones, but they say that the words will never hurt you. That's that's so far from the truth, unfortunately, because, you know, the big buzzword of the day now is empathy. You know, where we, we can't discount how someone feels and, and, and words hurt, you right. know, and, 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 and what it reminds me of is, is, you know, when we think about, you know, impact over intention. Okay. Sometimes we don't intend to say something to hurt somebody's feelings, but 
what winds up happening is it does. It stings. It leaves a mark. It leaves a stain. And sometimes those things are are sustaining. And and what we do when we said something not intentionally, and then we turn around and 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 you know we apologize, but we don't heal the wound. Right. Already, <laughs> we've we've left the mark and walked away. Right. And she said, "Well, sorry, you know, I didn't mean to do that. You know, you'll be all right." But no, you're not. <laughs> right. So yeah, right. yeah, and of course with social media, especially for our youth, social media. And, mm-hmm. and there are so many ways in which someone can say something negative and it used to be local. You know, you could say, oh, so-and-so farted. Oh, he's nasty. And, you know, everybody right. laughed at ew, And they said, now you can take that worldwide. Right, <laughs> right. It, it, they go so much further than just the playground at school or just your local community. People have said harsh words and those words have carried all over the country. Yes. And so, yes, they, do, they, they may not break bones physically, but they break spirits. Yes. And do. so I think it's, it's wonderful that, that you have programs that do that, that, that attack those things too, and let children know how they can buffer those things when they come up. Correct. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. You know, I believe that, um, I believe mentorship and this is my personal persuasion. I believe mentorship is the quickest way or the fastest way to success, not personal, not personal experience. Because mentorship fundamentally is the ability to learn from the mistakes of others. You know, we're going to learn sooner or later. You know, young fools become old fools, <laughs> you know. But, you know, the day comes, we all have our day, you know, we have to learn. But, you know, we're meant with you're going to learn through a mentor or through a mistake. Now, I don't know if it's called, if it's actually a mistake when you knew. Right. Not to do, but you did, did it anyway. <laughs> but mentorship is the ability to learn from the mistakes of others. And so, you know, my father used to tell me, you know, as a teenager, son, you're going to have to learn the hard way. You know, that was something of saying the hard way. You're going to have to learn the hard way. Why? Because obviously at that time, I chose not to listen. Right. And so I think that's what happens um, so many have to learn the hard way because we want to, the youth want to, you know, with the social media and all of these influences, you know, you're, you're competing with, with all of that. Right. And to say, hey, I'm, I want to give you an opportunity to have an ongoing relationship so that you can learn from my mistakes. Right. So that you don't have to take this. You don't have to do it. Right. You don't have to. Right. <laughs> you know, there's and- another way. There's yeah. another route. That's right. But the thing that's beautiful about that is with mentorship also is that it it, it does two things. It it allows a a person to ask questions or to Mm -hmm. ask follow-up questions. When you think about, you know, social media, you see things and and you just have to speculate as to what happens after, you know, whatever it was that you saw, you know, you can't go back and ask that person. So what happened after that happened? Did, you know, did everything work out? You know, you always see that little two minute clip, but you don't know what happened after that. Right. You know, right. and so so you yeah. just have to say, oh, I, well, everything worked out great. So so now they're famous. You don't know what they had to go through. You don't know what what happened the next day. You don't know what happened the next minute after that. Right. They, right. Because they only allowed you to see that little snippet. So so, you know, the the, the beauty in having that mentorship is that you can go back and ask that question. Okay, wow, you made that mistake. Oh, wow, that happened. And then what happened? And then what did you do? And you're in a position to be able to answer that question for them. Right. And so, so that's one of the beautiful things that I see in, in mentorship that yes, you can learn from, you can learn from our mistake, but you can go back and ask those follow-up questions and, and, and find out what are some other things that I could have done or or what can happen as a result of doing this. Right. You know, so, so you get, so you get a little bit more of that information in doing that and being able to say, you know, I've, I've, I've learned from your mistakes, but then what it also does is it allows that child to be proactive because you asked for the help. You right. know, sometimes just like you said, sometimes people don't have that, that 
opportunity to have that mentor and they right. have to make that mistake, you know, mm-hmm. but, but if they're in a place of being proactive and not reactive, right. You know, now they can say, okay, you know, I, I know that there are some mistakes that I'm going to make, but let me see if I can, you know, <laughs> avoid as many of them as possible by having someone who can be here to, you know, to bounce my questions and my ideas and my thoughts and my concerns off of. So, you know, you're getting that, you're getting that follow-up and you're getting that proactivity and, and that's something that's unmatched. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I love that. I love that, that, that there are, there are programs that exist like this that are going to help our kids to get where they need to go. So, so what are, you know, just a few little uh, other suggestions that you can give for those who are possibly seeking mentorship or those who are, are just looking to unlocking some of those keys to success. What are some things that you can share with our listeners, uh, you know, that, that children can do now? Well, I would say fundamentally, I, I think we, um, we need to see ourselves as a seed that everything we do is a seed. Every action is a seed. Every lack of action is a seed. Now, why do I call it a seed? Because a seed produces a harvest, right? So I think if we saw our actions, our responses, our reactions, how we live, what we do, where we go, if we saw that those things as a seed that was, was going to produce a return, or have an effect, if we saw it that way, I think we'll be more mindful as to what we do, how we do it, where we do it, when, and why. I think that would fundamentally, it would help us to think a little bit better in terms of our choices, if we see ourselves as seeds, walking seeds. I love that. I love that. And that's it. It's all about growth. Right. It's all about growth and being able, just like you said, to to do things that are going to put us in a position to reach back and to help others. And, yeah. and, and, you know, and that comes from so sown seeds and, and, and what do seeds do? They bear fruit. And right. so that that's absolutely critical and, and, and key and, and being able to be successful. Now with regards to, you know, we, we the program is for children, you know, are, are there any ways that parents can encourage children to consider mentorship because um, it's going to come from there, right? From the parents. Yeah, I I think all parents can relate to this. I mean, I, I have three myself that, you know, um, you've been telling your child this over and over and over again. They go to school and the teacher says it one time or the coach says it one time. <laughs> and now all of a sudden they come home Dad, guess what? Right. Oh, guess like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I only said it 50, 11 times. Yeah. That's only that. Right. Um, so I think, um, and I'll, I'll just use this example. Mm-hmm. Um, my oldest son is um, um, seeing a, a therapist on a weekly basis. Well, it was a challenge mm-hmm. for him. Um, he didn't want to do it, you know, for years. I would talk to him so many, and he, he just didn't want to do it. So I said, I'll just step back and I'll wait till he's ready. Um, and then I thought to myself, you know, I'm, I'm, it's good for me. I'm so, I'm helping others. I need to have that myself. I need to have someone that I could go to and talk to. And so I said, you know what? I went to him and I said, listen, we're going to do this together so that he can see an example he can see my model now we don't have the same therapist but he knows that i'm i'm not asking him to do something that i won't do myself and so i think parents can take that approach with you know to show their child hey listen mom dad i'm making efforts in this respect i can you know to be transparent on some level you may can't see everything right so the child can see that model and it's not that you're just telling them what to do, you that's know? Right. That's right. Yeah. I love that. I think that's excellent. 
And, and, and we do want that. We want to be able to set the example for our children. We do want them to feel as though there is some solidarity there and that we're not just pushing them out and, and not willing to push ourselves. And mm-hmm. so I think that that's a wonderful uh, piece of advice for our parents who have children out there who may need mentorship or may be looking for mentorship and just knowing that, uh, you know, they're, they're not alone and that there are those opportunities out there for them. That's part of the discovery is being able for, you know, for parents to know that there are are programs out here that exist that can help their children to be able to, to move from a place of stagnancy because they're doing, they're experiencing it less than us. We, we, you know, we have midlife crises and all kinds of things that are going on and the kids are suffering at a much younger age now as well. And, and trying to to get through and to cope and to figure some things out. And and it's wonderful to have programs like this where children can find those keys to success, where they can start building and start growing and start planting those seeds like we're talking about. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, so uh, before, of course, before we wrap things up, I definitely would love to find out some things that you are doing in the now. One thing that we talk about here at the How Now podcast is how people are living in the now, how people are are navigating in this new space that we're not quite out of yet. We're, We're going to continue as we go into the holidays, as we go into vaccinations and all kinds of things that are going on and swirling around us. What are some things that you do to stay grounded? What are some things that you do to live in this now? Well, um, every day, every morning, I give the first eight minutes of my day, I give to prayer. Mm. Um, The first eight minutes, I believe the number eight is the number for new beginnings. So the first eight minutes of my day, um, that's what I do. I also read one chapter um, uh, in the book of Proverbs every day. Um, I just follow the calendar, one one, chapter a day. And um, I believe Proverbs is, is... is literally the master mentor. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's mentorship at its best. Yes. So um, I diligently, I read one chapter a day. And then I enter into, as I stated earlier, I enter into every moment, every environment as a learner, um, as a student. Students graduate. And I think once we, you know, you graduate from preschool to elementary, middle, high, college, or whatever, we think graduation is over. But as long as we're living, we we have to continue to be a student, you know, life and family. And and so I make sure I enter into every environment um, as a student. So to make sure when I walk away, I have a takeaway. There you go. I love that. I absolutely love that. And that I mean, and it's so important. Yeah, you learn from your womb to your tomb, just like you said. Every day is a learning experience. And I love that. And that and that requires you being present. That requires you paying attention. So that, that way you don't miss those little nuggets as they come along the day because you're caught up in and worrying about other things that are going on that that are going to keep you from experiencing the fruitfulness of life. So I think that that is a wonderful lesson that you share. And I think that that's beautiful. He said eight minutes of prayer, then one chapter in the book of Proverbs, which like he said, is the master mentor. And I love that. He is so, you know, hey, you know, the word, the word, the word, you know, can't ever get enough of that. And then as you go throughout your day to be a student, look for those learning opportunities, look for those things that, that you may not know and, and, and uh, see how you can incorporate them into your daily life. So that is, those are our, our, our wonderful foundational things that are going to help to create your peaceful existence. I thank you for sharing that with our listeners. Yes. Now, we definitely want to let people know how they can get in contact with you to find out about the wonderful programs that you have and uh, how they can possibly, uh, you know, have their children get involved and see about some things for themselves as well. Sure, sure. Well, it's quite simple. Um, you can go to ecanoa.com. That's my name, ecanoa.com, E-C-A-N-O-A. And you will find um, all of my mentorship, the mentorship platform and um, the success you can see, tease information um, that I 
I um, pitched to school districts and um, individual schools for um, to help with social emotional learning mm-hmm. and to help sort of um, um, the, the culture of the and the environment of the school. And so um, is that's it. E C A N O A dot com. E C anoa.com yeah www.ikanoa.com find out about the programs that he is doing and all the wonderful things that he is doing to help our children to be successful to help our children to move beyond uh, a place of stagnancy and to go into a place of growth where they're actually planting those seeds Ikanoa, I thank you so much for being here with us, for sharing what you're doing in the now, for sharing all that you are doing to build, for for you know, for your daddy giving you such an awesome name that is <laughs> apropos to who you are and in and, and helping to build and develop young lives, young minds, and, and to keep us moving and pressing forward. You know, it's all about, like I said, creating uh, our peaceful existence, learning how to cope, learning how to exist and navigate in this space. And it all starts with planting those seeds. So we thank you for being a master planter. We thank you for being a mentor. We thank you for, for your guidance and for all that you seek to do. And I wish you unlimited success in all that you do moving forward again. So we thank you for being here. Wow. 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 I'm, I'm speechless. <laughs> uh, well, we're glad, we're glad you're here. Like I said, we're glad that, that, that you chose the How Now podcast to, to, to come on and, and get your feet wet. And, you know, we're going to be hearing more about you and we'll have you back definitely again to talk more about the things that you're doing, you know, in the future and the things that you are doing right now. And with that, we will conclude this a session of the How Now podcast where we talk about how to live in the now. And until we see you the next time, I say peace. All right. <laughs>